This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jill Reed, and this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. As you know, Kendra Winchester is with me for the whole week, and we've been here, there, and everywhere. So where where are we going today, Kendra? <laughs> we are going to North Carolina. So today's book is a hidden gem that I want to give to everyone this summer. That is The Say-So by Julia Franks, and that is read by Laura Horowitz, Molly Secors, Rachel L. Jacobs, and Colin Martin. Okay, and tell me what the book's about. So this book is about Edie. Now, Edie is living in the 1950s, and her parents have forced her to go to a home for unwed mothers. Uh, She got pregnant. She's still in high school, not married. And her parents really give her zero options. And so she's forced to go to this place, but she's trying to find a way to escape to be able to keep her baby. And so... It is a very emotional start to the book, that's for sure. And tell me how the narration is broken up. How is it point of view? Is it chapter by chapter? How are they breaking this up? So when we start the book, we get a little peek into Edie's best friend's life. So Luce is performed by Laura Horowitz, and then Molly Secors performs Edie. And so for the first half of the book, we get primarily those two perspectives. And then we get a jump in the timeline and we meet Mira, who is living, I believe, in like the 80s around around there. She got pregnant as an unwed mother and she is choosing to give her baby up for adoption. And you really see the comparison between these two women's lives. And Rachel L. Jacobs performs Mira's perspective just so well. And what's the connection? Is she just a random woman who is going through a similar thing? What? How is she connected to the first half of the book? Well, that would be a bit of a spoiler. So I don't want to give any reveals, but she is definitely connected to Edie in some way. Okay, wait. So who is Mira, the woman who appears in the second half of the book? Uh, it, is she connected to the first half or is this just an analogous situation happening, you know, 20 years later. So this is, Mira is Luce's daughter, but Luce had her after she finished school, right? So Mira is connected to Edie, but what happens, I guess, is that Mira eventually reconnects with Edie and they share their experience of being, you know, birth mothers. That's the whole, like, so it's paralleling Mira's experience versus Edie's and how society treats unwed mothers. Got it. And- two decades later a little better but not still not yeah. great yeah exactly so who are we going we're going to hear an excerpt who are we going to hear from 
So we are going to hear from Laura Horowitz, who is performing Luce's perspective. And this is the very start of the novel. And let me tell you, when I first heard the beginning of this, I was smitten immediately. And I just was drawn into this incredibly complex and beautiful story. Okay, this is The Say So by Julia Franks. It's read by Laura Horowitz, Molly Secours, Rachel L. Jacobs, and Colin Martin. And we're going to be hearing from Laura Horowitz. I only went there once, to that home, but I can answer some of your questions, or try. The house had columns, for one thing, like one of those antebellum mansions in some rundown romance novel, and actual wrought iron gates. The bus stop was right out front, so when you stepped onto the curb, the first thing you saw was a bunch of rude messages spray-painted on the retaining wall. Watermelon Hill, that sort of thing. In 1959, the delinquents in our city weren't what you'd call creative. The walkway took you down the center of this great big old lawn, and it was hard not to feel self-conscious, all those windows in the sunlight glinting and staring down at you. I guess it was April then, because the hydrangeas next to the portico were already leafing out, the bushes littered with some kind of white confetti, and it took me a beat to realize that all those little pieces of paper were playing cards shredded into tiny pieces, a king of diamonds and a ten of clubs, but most too small to read. Whoever'd done it had spent hours at the task. Whoever'd done it might be there right now. You know, it feels almost like a gothic novel opening. It really does, it? yes. It has a lot of that Southern qualities to it, for sure. That atmosphere. And it's, you know, it is a twisty book. There are so many like things. I was sitting on the edge of my seat wanting to know what happens. And I think this also has a strong a message about motherhood and how society treats unwed mothers. There's still work to do in the narratives we tell about adoption. And so I found this book incredible. It It makes you think in so many ways. And all of the narrators are stunning. Okay, that is The Say So by Julia Franks, read by Laura Horowitz, Molly Secours, Rachel L. Jacobs, and Colin Martin. Okay, great hidden gem. Thank you, Kendra. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Belinda, the world-leading audiobook and technology company, making books come alive for everyone, everywhere. I'm Joe Reed. I'll talk to you tomorrow.